This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Recreational marijuana was legalized in Illinois in 2020. This weekend, Milliken hosted the VEX Robotics Competition at the DISC. About 200 high school students representing northern and southern Illinois schools participated. The state high school VEX Robotics Championship is coming up at Milliken in March. Check out a photo gallery of the event at NowDecatur.com. And for more stories, podcasts, and videos, visit NowDecatur.com. It may be more than just five now ex-police officers charged in Memphis. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. The Shelby County District Attorney says more could be held accountable in the beating of Tyree Nichols, who died three days later. Steve Mulroy tells CNN. Nothing we did last Thursday regarding the indictments precludes us from bringing other charges later. Several sheriff's deputies and fire department employees were seen on the beating video showing up but not stopping it. They're under investigation. Protests over the weekend were mostly peaceful. NAACP Tennessee President Gloria Sweetlove is calling on Congress to pass police reform while praising Memphis Police Chief C.J. Davis. For not waiting six months or a year, but rooting out what was bad and doing it quickly. Davis disbanded the police unit those officers were in that was supposed to promote peace in neighborhoods. A suicide bomber in Pakistan attacked a mosque full of praying police officers, killing at least 34 worshippers, injuring more than 100. A Palestinian Taliban commander has claimed responsibility. Another death in the West Bank. A Palestinian man shot in Hebron days after an Israeli raid killed nine people, followed by a Palestinian gunman killing seven outside a synagogue in East Jerusalem. Secretary of State Antony Blinken just arrived in Israel for talks. Tomorrow he'll meet with Palestinians in the West Bank. Blinken was in Egypt earlier this morning. Egypt has spearheaded efforts to address some of the world's most complex challenges and promoted a more peaceful a more secure and a more prosperous region. There will be negotiations on raising the debt limit. President Biden will meet Wednesday with the House Speaker as Republicans demand spending cuts attached to the limit increase. McCarthy tells CBS Face the Nation. I want to find a reasonable and a responsible uh, way that we can lift the debt ceiling but take control of this runaway spending. Without a debt limit increase, the U.S. could default by June. The Super Bowl is set. The Chiefs versus the Eagles after Kansas City beat Cincinnati and Philadelphia routed San Francisco. America is listening to Fox News. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices America's heroes have made for us. Heroes like U.S. Air Force Senior Master Sergeant Israel Del Turo Jr. When his Humvee exploded in Afghanistan, more than 80% of his body was burned. Del Turo received a mortgage-free smart home from Tunnel to Towers to help him live his life more independently. Help heroes like Del Turo. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. It's Jesse Kelly here. I can't afford to lose 30% of my 401k or IRA again, and I'm assuming you can't either. Call Oxford Gold. Securing your IRA or 401k with real gold and silver is a portfolio protection plan, and Oxford Gold has made it easy as one, two, three. One app, one call, and you pick your precious metals. That's it. You now own precious metals. Call Oxford Gold today to learn more about the one, two, three protection plan. 833-404-GOLD. 833-404-GOLD. Before his meeting on the debt limit in the middle of the week, President Biden will hit the road today. President Joe Biden is expected to talk about the bipartisan infrastructure law during a trip to Baltimore, Maryland. 
The White House says the president will focus on funding that will replace the 150-year-old Baltimore and Potomac Tunnel, addressing what leaders say is the largest bottleneck for those commuting to the Northeast Corridor between Washington and New Jersey. The president recently visited Kentucky to discuss a major bridge project with Republican Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, who helped him get enough Republican votes to pass the bill. In Washington, Ryan Schmelz. Fox News. TikTok will get the spotlight on Capitol Hill in March. That's when a Republican-led House committee plans to question the CEO after the app was banned on U.S. government-issued phones and about 30 states-issued devices as well, amid security and privacy concerns since TikTok's parent is Chinese-owned. There's a controversy in Utah as another state restricts what doctors can do for kids who might change gender. Utah's Republican-dominated legislature fast-tracked the bill just two days after its session opened on January 17th, and Republican Governor Spencer Cox signed the law banning transgender surgery for those under 18. It becomes the first state in 2023 to do so. The new law also bars hormone treatments for minors who haven't been diagnosed with gender dysphoria. At least 10 other states have introduced similar bills, including Kansas, Kentucky, New Hampshire, South Carolina, Tennessee, and Texas. Last year, at least 15 states passed bills that restricted gender-affirming care or considered legislation that would, and some carried penalties for health care providers and even families. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. On Wall Street, stocks could fall. Dow futures down more than 200 points. Coming off more gains last week, the market is on the pace for its best month since July. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. John, the price of groceries is enough to send somebody into a panic mode these days. Yeah, especially when the refrigerator goes kaput. Even more so. We got a call from a customer who had that problem with a freezer load of those expensive groceries. And that'll keep you awake at night just thinking about it. Right. So because Dick Van Dyke stocks the 100 most used parts, we were able to send a factory trained tech out to her place to fix the problem before she lost any of that food. And he wasn't some subcontractor either. Trained right here locally by the team of Dick Van Dyke. You know, one way to fight inflation? Yep. Keep from having to buy expensive stuff twice. Yes, you got that right. This is Dennis Regan, chairman of Dick Van Dyke Appliance World. When you buy from us, you get the whole store, which means you have the comfort of knowing that if anything goes wrong, we'll make it right. Wow! Nick looking festive today. You're in red. Oh, thank you. You were looking at me like I was... I was like, what's so festive? I don't... It's not black. Okay, thank you. All right. Here is Nick with your News Channel 20 Storm Team forecast. That's anything but festive. It's cold out there. That's right. Today, we've got a 40% chance of some more snow yet this morning. It'll be cloudy to start, then gradually become sunny as the day goes on. High of only 20 and wind chill values down around number two. And then for tonight, partly cloudy with a low around eight. Wind chill values as low as negative four. Tuesday, sunny with a high near 22. Wind chill values again in negative numbers. But Wednesday, mostly sunny and a high of 32. Current temperature in downtown Decatur, just 17 degrees. Your WSOY time, 707. That summed it up nicely. That forecast was a number two. 
We've got the mayor of Decatur in the studios, Dr. Juanita Morris, Mark Topper and Topper on Sports. The company starts now. Buyers and Company, WSOY, 1340 AM, 103.3 FM, streaming live at nowdecatur.com. Was it, was it the forecast itself or my, re, my performance? No, 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 forecast. <laughs> okay. If I had to sum it all up, okay. you're right, number two sounds about right. I'm sick of this stuff. Just making sure next to my name it didn't have the poo emoji for my rating. No, 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 no. Got poop. Was that one of the license plates that got rejected by the state of Illinois? <laughs> it was. <laughs> Why anybody would want that, but hey, what are you going to do? Good morning and welcome. Uh, We are back here. Uh, A couple of uh, quick things. Um, Everybody was, you you know, there's the football game. There's the 800 hours of preview of the football game. But then there's like when the guys get there and everybody wants to see what Joe Burrow is wearing. Especially young women want to see what Joe Burrow is wearing. Is that what it is? Yeah, he's like some TikTok famous. Everybody knows he's so cute. Yeah, well, the, he looks like Macaulay Culkin in his yeah. helmet <laughs> when his face gets smashed together a little bit. Uh, but he does. He's got such a baby face. But he also has a wildly divergent taste in clothing. So you never know what you're going to get when he arrives to the that pregame walk in when they go from the bus to the bowels of the well, stadium. I wish I would have known this before yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I wasn't paying attention to that. Yeah. It, you can follow him on Instagram. So he was wearing pink jeans, a pink jean jacket, and a pink, was it a teddy bear t-shirt? Hmm. I didn't see it. Yeah. Well, it just, you can, I mean, look at, <laughs> I mean, they, they literally, like the Bengals just put it out and goes, here's what you've been waiting for. Uh, you just, you, you can't get like a, you can't nail him down. He's not the guy that's, you know, he's just all over the place. Yeah, he's he's a lot of fun. I'll check that out. By the way, fun fact about Macaulay Culkin. Do you know what his middle name is now? Mm-mm. He let the internet decide. And his middle name is Macaulay Culkin. So his name is Macaulay Macaulay Culkin Culkin. Why? This is what happens when you put kids and turn them into stars. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's I, I can go is. back to every single one of them. Uh, what was the uh, uh, what was the show where the rich white dude adopted oh, the? That, uh, Webster? Life. No, 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 no. no, no. no. That had, was another version. <laughs> he had the daughter, and then yes. he adopted two. His like housekeeper died, and he took their two kids. And this is like back in the seventies when when we would be like, well, never mind. Is it daddy's knows bet. No, no, it has the French the French dude, no, right? It had the no, little no. What you talking about, Willis? Come on. Yeah. Oh, good times. No, no. different strokes. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Uh, that was hard. But everybody in that show was screwed up, those oh, yeah. kids. I mean, they all went yeah. through, like, so I'm glad to see Macaulay, Macaulay Culkin, Culkin is uh, doing <laughs> just fine, letting the Internet decide on his middle name. Why didn't he have a middle name, by the way, just out of curiosity? I think he just let him change it. Oh. I think he had one at one point. Now he has a longer one. Okay. Can you imagine just the nightmare that that is logistically just to get likes on Facebook? I, I don't know what's wrong with people. Uh, I don't, I don't even want to get a new phone because it's like extra work. Can you imagine like refiling everything in your name? Uh, how are you doing? How was your weekend? Um, it was good. You know, trying to get some stuff done and we had some family stuff. My nephew turns nine tomorrow and he shares a birthday with my husband. So we just got together for who did not turn nine. No, he'll be turning 67. So. Really? Sounds really old. It does. Yeah. 
Next thing up is uh, seven. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have a sorry, normal middle name. Sorry, and... <laughs> Doug. <laughs> yeah, that's not, not 110. Uh, what, you, but you told me yesterday you went to, to a we preview. We went to Huddle House. Yeah, now see, yeah. Uh, Lindsay's been talking about this. It's because, not open yet, just, no. so don't head there. You, you had morning. some sort of. Yeah, it was a preview to give the staff a chance to, you know, uh, so the uh, one of the owners I work with, Chazare Carson, and invited me and a guest out. And so um, my daughter and I went out and checked it out, and I'm still full. Okay, so I, I um, I'm not familiar with I, I, where I am now because Lindsay told me, but I, I didn't know what a huddle house was. Well, it's a lot like Waffle House, and I'd never been in one of those. Before, but kind of so. an upscale version yeah. mm-hmm. of that is that yes. a good yeah. Description? There's one on off the highway. The mo- the closest one is probably Litchfield, sitting on 55. You really? pass it, yeah. I, miss, That's I didn't good even notice. Okay. Okay. So, um, it, by the way, it started in Decatur. Georgia, uh, <laughs> all the way back in 1964. So it predates me, not Doug. Not uh, me. <laughs> and so I, I'm, I'm now excited about this. So, uh, where is it? Out by Bob Brady. Um, oh, kind of by the sleep in. Okay. So it's, um, but it's really, that's it's, a great place. I mean, for yeah. all your traffic Wait, and it's worth going out there just to grab a breakfast or I think it's going to be 24 seven. Really? And they've got breakfast and, you know, dinners and. What did you have? Well, I had like the appetizer sampler and then I had a bacon, lettuce and tomato sandwich that was on sourdough bread. Oh, it was really good. It's a good place I, to eat. Yeah. I like it. All right. Well, so this is a good addition. Yes, it is. All right. I'm excited. You know, the restaurant business is so. Hard. Yeah. Oh, my. I mean, small business is hard to begin with, but, you know, then you go to retail. That's really, really hard. Restaurant business, I don't think there's anything harder. No, um, and it's tough, and, and there's always been. I, I mean, the 26 years I've been doing this, I could I could give you all the places that were good that closed and all the places that were new that opened, and it's just a constant cycle. Yeah, it, it really is. And you know, bless the people who put themselves out there to do it and to try because it is their dream. You know, and they've got a passion for food and for cooking and, you know, making people happy. And, but man, it's a, it's a rough business. Yeah, it really is. Uh, all right. Well, good. Well, that's fun. It was fun. And then watched a lot of football. Yeah. Did you have a, a vested interest in any of the teams? Uh, I guess I, I was more for Kansas City than anybody because I went to Mizzou. And so, you know, it's in between so, St. Louis and really yeah. everybody in Missouri. Well, what? I know. I mean, that's, that's a thing. I mean, it, Beth Newhoff's that way, you know? Yeah. I don't really have any ties to the Bengals other than, you know, They're the guy fun. in pink. The guy in pink, yeah. <laughs> oh, I knew you were talking about yourself a little earlier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it was, it was a fun game. Good game to watch. Well, you know, in fact, I, Lindsay I, watched it, which she never watches football at all. And we were going to watch, uh, the mayor of Kingstown and The Last of Us, which is like our regular Sunday night viewing until 1928 or three or whatever the hell comes back. And we ended up watching the game all the way through. Well, and it, if it's a blowout, it's not that much fun. You know, but like the, the Seahawks, Seahawks, no. Eagles, Eagles. and the 49ers. Sorry, it's so Monday. But that, that was just kind of like, eh, that's too bad. Yeah. But, you know, but close games are always good, especially when you don't really, really care and you're just watching football. It's a and fun the stadium. Fight, and the fights I, of those players. The first game. Yes. Yeah. They, they, like, they, it's like, what are you doing? Well, there's nothing it's, left to do. They can't win. Uh, so they're just going to throw down. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it's like baseball. They cleared the bench. Everybody's running at each other on the field. It was, and they're throwing. Punches. Yeah, like and a morons. helmet. I know. I, 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 a, I don't. I don't understand why you punch somebody in the face mask, and B, I don't know why anybody takes their helmet off. Well, yeah. 
grow up. Run into a fight, take off the protection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> uh, that was chippy. All right, so we have a whole lot going on. Uh, we've got an election coming up that's kind of quiet. I know Dr. Morris has it's been spending really some time quiet. with the school board candidates, yeah. which your daughter is one. She is, and she's um, going to be with Juanita this week. Okay, so. now, did you guys talk about this? Like, you know, I mean, there's name recognition. That's not always good because yeah. then people who Could don't like you, you. Yeah. you know, will. I mean, I, I think that's kind of silly, but it, it's the dynamic we live in right. today. What made her, and then we'll visit with her before the election, sure. but why did she decide to get into public service? Well, I, it's one of those things. She is a homeowner, has a little house on the West End, and she was really paying a lot of attention with the dentist school issue when it came up, but she didn't have like an agenda where she was mad. It's just, we've always you know, been in public service and volunteering, and she wanted to be more involved, wants the community to be better, um, wants to see it grow. So she works in um, human resources okay. for Memorial. So, you know, she understands a lot of the challenges we have in recruiting people and, and knowing how important our workforce is to growing that base here. Yeah, but did you give her some tough advice about, like, how to deal with all the negativity? Well, she's dealt with a lot of negativity surrounding me. So, you know, because she did a lot of my social media stuff. Oh, God. And you did that to your daughter? No, she stepped up and volunteered. But oh, man. So, you know. <laughs> That's like mommy dear stuff, putting your kid in charge of your social media today. Wow. You might have damaged something for good. No wire hangers. Wow. <laughs> Who was that Faye Dunaway that played her in that movie about Joan Crawford? I don't remember. Mommy Dear. Don't, don't you remember? The- yeah, I do, but I... Oh, I think man. it was fade out of it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, well, I uh, I look forward to to having her on uh, with all the other candidates. We're just going to wait till we get a little bit closer. It's still yeah, a couple months out. It is, and it's but you're right. It has been so quiet because you know it seems like we don't have a very large turnout anyway for the municipal elections, which is really a shame because they're critically important to everybody who lives here. Um, but unless there is uh, you know a contentious mayoral race or somebody's Even really then, mad about something not. like you know a few years ago people were really angry about the school board and so it you know generated a lot of that's been the case for like my entire life I know but you know there there were like floats with like empty seats on you know on a flatbed trailer for like the the St. Patrick's Day parade I don't remember who did it but it was just it was you know like a citizens group that was angry oh jeez yeah Knock, knocking doors to get people to vote. I mean, it's really be way more effective than putting together a float. Yeah. Uh, it, here's the problem with District 61, uh, and I know as mayor you're going to be, you know, be polite about this, but there's the turnover is just, uh, you yeah, know. There, there's no stability. We, we've right. had so many superintendents. Super and boards. And boards. And it's, you know, you don't really get to – see an idea come to fruition. There may have been some really great programs, but by the time it just starts to be implemented, the faces all change and then somebody comes in with a new idea. And I'm I'm saying this as an outsider looking in. It but, you know, we really need to have some long term stability because it's it's a learning curve if, whether it's your your community or or your you know district as a whole and, and there have always been issues yeah there have and and it, when you get to to the point too and this is the same with the council uh, uh it, it's the same with any locally elected board i feel like there's a fundamental misunderstanding of the duties and responsibilities people want to micromanage right. people want to you know you know that's not their job uh and that i think in turn leads to turnover in superintendents mm-hmm. you know absolutely uh because you, you know they can go somewhere else and not have somebody try to do their job 
job for them, they're going to do that. It's, it's a really hard job to begin with. Yeah. Being a superintendent of a large district like this is really, really hard. Um, and there have been incredible challenges, especially the last few years. So, yeah, board members need to understand what their role is. Uh, totally agree. Uh, all right. I'll give you a fun TV show to watch. Um, I, I saw this. Natasha Leon, is it Leon? Is that her name? Yes. Um, she was in like what American Pie? Is that yeah, like the that first was thing? the first thing she got big. Then Orange is the New Black. Yes, and didn't, well, that was a fun show. And she had like a really tough life for a while, right? Yes, uh, but has by all uh, intents and purposes gotten it back together. All straightened out. Yeah, Peacock, yep. uh, which I don't watch a lot of, uh, uh, not for any particular reason, but they've got a new show called Poker Face mm-hmm. uh, where she's kind of like a, an old-fashioned PI, but set in like, so every episode's got new people like stars in it, like Adrian Brody. Oh, and, uh, and it's like a murder mystery like Columbo, you know, 2023 <laughs> uh, with her as a very interesting character. You would like it. I, I'm going to have to look that one up. Yeah. I think they they dropped like the first three episodes and then there's going to have weekly episodes after that. Yeah, if you have the Peacock app, it will be front and center. It's the thing cool. that they're pushing the most right now. But we watched the first two episodes. Really good. Oh, good. Yeah. Now, Phil Romano was telling me about a show called Lingo that's on Peacock. It's like Wordle. Really? <laughs> but it's on TV. I don't, I haven't gotten a chance to see it yet, but I'm going to have to have to look at that because, you know, that's my highlight every day is Wordle. Okay. Do you really? Are you you're yeah, that I person? I, didn't, I am that person. Yeah. What's I, your first word? What do you start with? Alive. Alive. That's a good one. Well, because you get three of the mm-hmm. vowels out of the way. I start with stare. Oh, that's a good one too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get the st. Ah. See, the vowels are more important to me. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> the look Brian is giving the <laughs> two of us is. There's really a lot sad. of people that are related to I, that. I, They're I'm like, sure yeah, yeah, okay, cool. it's like a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Have you done Quartal and Octortal? Yes. Yeah. Oh man. I really like Octortal better than Quartal. Uh, actually, I've not done which one? Octortal. I've it's not eight. done eight. Ooh, uh-huh. I'm in it. And there's one. one that's bigger. It's like sixteen. Oh, Can we bring goodness. Kevin back and talk about sports. <laughs> there are people at home going, Ooh, yeah, uh-huh. with a pen and pencil. Uh, oh, oh yes, yeah. on the suggestions, but I'm not sure that the the st or the what was yours. She uses the word alive. Okay. And I use stare, and okay. and it's it helps you get what letters are build the the word. So. You got to have a good starting point. Okay. And man, when you get it at two words, you know, two tries, you, it is your day. Really? Yeah. You want to go buy a lottery ticket. And I don't do that unless it's the really hard odds of winning and it's billions of dollars. All right. I'm millions of people. <laughs> I have such an exciting life. Having a lot of fun. That's good. That's fun. Uh, all right. When we, uh, is, is there a council meeting tonight? No. Mm-mm. Next week. Yes. What's on the agenda? Oh, Brian, I looked Why at Why do you it, need like, to hold the yeah, agenda, but just to... what's, give me the highlights or lowlights. I'm trying to remember what's coming up. It's not, I don't think there's anything really, really, I'm going to have to look. Okay. I have it in my car, probably. Well, next time, bring it up. It might but, be helpful. Okay, but we don't have a meeting tonight, so it's not like I have a packet. No, we use a preview, yeah. so in case there are interested citizens. How about we preview it next week when we're having the meeting, and I have an All idea right. of what I'm talking about. We'll put that off till next week. Uh, any uh, feedback at all about, you know, Paul was kind of wondering why uh, in the world you guys were getting in the tear down the school business uh, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I, I had a conversation with Andrew Taylor off air um, and I realize this decision was made on someone else's watch and, and all that, mm-hmm. but you, and I know there are people out there who want to save things and right. I get that too, but you know, I would just assume that this is a lawsuit waiting to happen, that the neighbors are, you, what, what made the city get involved in being like taking half that? Well, 
mainly because like a lot of structures, it has been sitting and it's not good for the neighborhood, neighborhood revitalization. Uh, since I've been on council, we had to take down Roach School that had just been left. Yeah. You know, we've had some projects, the uh, old school at the corner of is it Garfield and Monroe that has turned into Grand, maybe, maybe. Garfield, Grand. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's been a very successful housing facility. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So, you know, we're trying to see what structures can actually be something else because what happens is some out-of-town investor goes, hey, that's a great deal. That could be so cool. And Woodrow Wilson, cool building. That could be a phenomenal place for something. You know, Paul talked with you about the guy who put so much money in and it still didn't, didn't evolve into a major success. And so the building has been deteriorating and it's, it's difficult for the, the school district did not feel like it was the appropriate place to build a new school for a number of reasons. It didn't fit the footprint. No parking. <clears throat> no parking. They'd have to, you know, acquire a lot of the properties around. They were on a time, you know, line. So um, I'm very thankful that <clears throat> we're sharing the cost of demolition and asbestos because quite often it is the city of Decatur that has to, you know, take the tear down because it's no longer in the school district's yeah, and I think no matter what they do, they get knocked. Yep. Uh, you, you know, There's, if they. Yep. You're not a hero either way. Yeah. So I, you know, to me, for the neighborhood, for you, you know, uh, the potential of something else maybe being there, you know, someday, two hundred thousand dollars doesn't seem like a. You know, I, I know people think about, oh, well, you could do this. If, well, if you had to live across the street from that. Yeah, and and realistically, if someone was going to do something with it, they would they have would stepped have. up by now. Yeah. And you know, we've got we've got a lot of structures in this community that are old, they're beautiful, that have incredible architecture and you know, let's focus on saving those things that can have a purpose and and a future. Yeah, but I also think that with the idea of you arguing about saving something, you also sooner or later have the responsibility of figuring out how to mm-hmm. save. It. I mean, it can't just be Absolutely. someone else save it, right. uh, which seems to be a lot of these efforts. And I'm not well, knocking and, and them. I understand them, why they're trying to yeah. keep the history. I get some that. of them are, have, have I mean, like the current group that is working on the Lincoln Square Theater. Yeah. I mean, they they have done they they've made it work. Where for decades, you know, different groups have gone in and tried and tried and tried, and you know, but it's it's working, and I'm so happy that it is a success story. So kudos to the folks involved in that. There's another group trying to really get some support for the Masonic Temple. Have you been in there lately? Mm-hmm. It is, Brian. I knew it was huge, and I've been to several events there over the years. It is enormous. I mean, it's just. It's, it's huge. And, you know, people talk about buildings, but the operational costs of keeping things up, it's like your house. You have to put a new roof on. You have to put, you know, heating and air in. You have to pay the electrical bills. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of expense that goes into these places. And if they don't have a revenue stream, you're going to run out of money. I can't remember the last time I was in the Masonic Temple. It's got to be 20 years. Really? But what have I been there for? Well, I've been to a couple of wedding receptions downstairs. I've really? been to some other events that, that have happened there. Yeah, but you're a social butterfly. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. yeah. Me and my wordle. So, you know, it's, um, but it's, I didn't realize how massive it was. And, you know, there are a lot of upgrades that it needs to be a viable, like, and, and who owns it? You know, I'm not, I'm not really sure. I think it's a, it may be a 501c3. But it's not the main, I mean, the, I, you know, I think, I don't know. That is a really good question. I mean, I, those groups certainly have deteriorated oh, in yeah. numbers and, and don't I have their wherewithal. I didn't realize how many Masons and different groups of Masons used that facility in its heyday. Yeah. I mean, it's, but it's it's wildly beautiful in, in many many of the rooms. Okay. Well, I like I said, I, I think people... 
tend to sort of knee jerk to one side or the other. And I think you got to be a little bit of both. But I just I, the constant barrage of somebody should do something just gets old after a while because it's like, OK, if, if a business thought this would be successful or an entrepreneur thought they right. could do something, they would do something. And you look around town, we've got a lot of not just um, schools that are no longer being used, but churches. We have a lot of churches where congregations have moved to the outskirts of town, built, you know, mm-hmm. a new facility. And, you know, then those churches sit vacant. And when you've got vacant buildings, it, it leads to people breaking in that could get hurt or harmed. You know, fires get set. You get animals that get in and out. So it becomes a real problem for the neighborhood. It's not just an eyesore. It's, you know, a yeah. health hazard. All right. So for $200,000, I mean, I know that's a lot of money. I'm it not, is a lot but, of money. But it doesn't seem like all that much when you can get rid of something like that. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I'm sure you're getting grief from people. Always. Yeah. But, you know, it's okay. But do those people ever have their own solution or any? I mean, or is it always somebody else should do something? Well, I'm mad someone do something. A lot something. of times it, it's people have ideas. But, you know, it's again, it goes back to operationally, how do you keep it? up and functioning and what's it going to be you know people love to say oh we could have a community center there we could have a community center community centers need electricity insurance upkeep maintenance it's you know it's it's a shame i i love old buildings i do but sometimes you just have to say goodbye all right last night really cold tonight really cold uh-huh. uh, i know there's been an ongoing debate or at least conversation about uh, you know what to do with the homeless and what people have lots of ideas about they should open this they should open that where are we sitting right now as far as accessibility and and the ability to be when it's 18 degrees or wind chill factors of two or whatever it was nick read earlier where are we as a community well um actually we'll be getting a really good idea of where we are in the homeless population this month every january they do a study, uh, point in time, I think yeah. is what it's called, and it they find out the number of people, what the circumstances are behind their homelessness, because ideally you don't want anybody to be homeless. Some people choose not to have a space, but um, we, we do our best to make sure everybody's safe. All right. We appreciate it. Thank you very much, and uh, have a great week. We'll see you next Monday. We'll preview the council meeting then. Uh, when we get back on the other side of the break, we'll check in with Mark Tupper and Tupper on Sports, and then Dr. Juanita Morris will be in studios with us here around 740. We'll take a break for bottom-of-the-hour stories and news. Back with more right after this. Stories now. The Illinois Department of Commerce and Economic Opportunity has awarded $13 million to 13 recipients to expand the Illinois Works pre-apprenticeship program, including nearly $1.5 million to programs in Decatur and Macon County. The program's second year expands access to the program across the state and will serve up to 1,400 pre-apprentices, an increase of 40% over last year. The Devon Lakeshore Amphitheater has announced country star Riley Green will be coming on Thursday, July 27th. This show will serve as the annual 95Q Fan Appreciation Concert. Green's lead guitarist is Mount Zion High School grad Jake Garner. This show will be part of the Devon season ticket package for this year. Tickets go on sale at a later date to be announced. You don't have to wait to see more stories, podcasts, and videos at our website, nowdecatur.com. 
News. I'm Chris Foster. In addition to five former Memphis police officers charged with murder, first responders there when Tyree Nichols was beaten after a traffic stop could face criminal charges. Video shows the five officers participating in a savage beating of Nichols where he's kicked, punched, pepper sprayed, and struck with a baton multiple times as Nichols is left seemingly defenseless. You also see in the video other officers show up on scene and just stand around as a bloody Nichols is left to wait more than 20 minutes for medical attention. Fox Charles Watson in Memphis. Lisa Loring, the daughter, Wednesday in the 60s Adams Family TV show, died 64 years old. If you learn how to dance well, she'll think you're Fox. Fox. Neat. Groovy. The family says she had a stroke caused by high blood pressure. America's listening to Fox News. Earthmover Credit Union presents the United Way Open at Caddyshack Golf Club. Tee it up anytime from now to Wednesday, February 22nd. Play the golf simulator at Caddyshack, add a $10 donation to the United Way, and your nine-hole score could qualify you for the finals and a chance at the $1,500 prize purse. Get all the details at uwdecatur.org or the United Way Facebook page. Earthmover Credit Union presents the United Way Open, courtesy of the 4-9 in Mount Zion, the Country Financial Agency of Ludwig & Young, the Law Office of Andrew S. Erickson, Blake Palooza LLC, and Newhoff Media. Looking to fall in love with your new home? Eagle Ridge, your affordable assisted lifestyle community, is newly renovated and ready for you. You can count on them to provide home-cooked meals, small group activities, and visitations with family and friends. They are currently accepting move-ins, and there is no better time than to call them right now. Stop by 875 West McKinley or call 217-872-1282. That's 872-1282. They are an equal housing opportunity lender. Here is Nick Smith with your News Channel 20 Storm Team forecast. Today, we've got a 40% chance of some snow yet this morning. It'll be cloudy to start, then mostly sunny as the day goes on. High of 20, wind chill values down at 2 degrees. Tonight, partly cloudy with a low of 8, and wind chill values as low as negative 4. For Tuesday, sunny with a high near 22, wind chill values at negative 3. And Wednesday, mostly sunny without the wind, but a high of only 32. Current temperature in downtown Decatur, 17 degrees. Your WSOY time is 7.33. And this look at your weather brought to you by Eagle Ridge of Decatur. Tupper on Sports on WSOY, 1340 AM and 103.3 FM. Streaming live at NowDecatur.com. Back here on a Monday. Hope you have a great weekend. Time now for Mark Tupper and Tupper on Sports. All right, we have our Super Bowl lineup. We do. And it's the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs on February the 12th. And we got there in uh, an unexpected way. Uh, the Eagles rolled past San Francisco 31-7. to that game was essentially over in the first quarter when uh, quarterback Brock Purdy was knocked out of the game with an elbow injury. He had become just a terrific story by emerging as the 49ers kind of heroic savior, uh, winning seven straight games, looking unbeatable despite the fact that he was the team's number three quarterback and he was the last player taken in the draft um, and a most unlikely hero. But with Trey Lance out, uh, he – what did he do? He broke his ankle, and Jimmy Garoppolo out. He broke his foot, 
and then Brock Purdy out with the elbow injury. San Francisco was down to quarterback number four, and Josh Johnson was kind of already proving that he was not very good when he got hurt with a concussion, and the 49ers had to put Purdy in as a just basically a handoff specialist whose elbow uh, allowed for just a couple of five-yard screen passes. I mean, he couldn't throw the ball downfield, so it was a mismatch. And uh, and the Eagles might well have won anyway. That's part of the the shame of the game. You know, we'll all point to that injury, but who knows? I mean, the Eagles are really good, and um, the injury might not have even mattered. I don't. We'll never know. Um, I picked Cincinnati in the AFC Championship game because I thought Patrick Mahomes' high ankle sprain would likely deteriorate as the game went on, um, and if the pain increased, he did a heck of a job of not showing it. That is one tough kid. Uh, he hung in there, led the Chiefs past the Bengals 23-20. Uh, and it wasn't just his injury. At one point, he had lost three wide receivers. Um, but uh, the Kansas City defense really put a lot of heat on Joe Burrow. And Kansas City's in the Super Bowl for the third time in four years. And the, the Patrick Mahomes legend grows. I mean, he threw for 326 yards, a couple of touchdowns, no interceptions, never missed a snap. And now he has two weeks to rest up. Um you know, it's two very different teams. The Chiefs are a team everybody knows. Uh, most people like them. Most people like their quarterback. You certainly know who he is because of his commercial endorsements. And then you have the Eagles, who most people don't appreciate. Most people don't know. Hurts. Most people don't know him. Um, and so we've got two weeks to figure out what all that means. But um, but Kansas City's there, and that's a familiar place for them to land and a not-so-familiar place for the for the Eagles in the last few years. All right. On the other side of the break, we'll do a little Illini basketball with Mark Tupper. It's brought to you by First National Bank, the quality bank now open in downtown Decatur. Hi, I'm Dave Koshinsky, CEO of Investment Planners and IPI Wealth Management. At IPI, integrity and ensuring significance and peace of mind are the key to the way we do business. Our clients trust us to take care of their investments, and it is our responsibility to work with business partners that will help us do just that. First National Bank is one of those partners. FNB's quality service and two Decatur branches provide us the stability we need to accomplish our mission. Thanks, FNB. First National Bank, member FDIC. Back here with Mark Tupper and Tupper on Sports. All right, Illini basketball. The Illini-Wisconsin game Saturday was uh, was really ugly. It was a hard watch. Uh, baskets few and far between. Offense in slow motion. Um, at the half, Illinois was up 20-16. to 16. That is an alarmingly low score. Uh, but defensively, Illinois was pretty much a junkyard dog that grabbed Wisconsin by the pant leg and would not let go. And in the second half, Illinois pulled away from a 37-37 tie and won 61-51. Matthew Meyer was the one player from either team that did not struggle offensively. He scored 26 points. Uh, Wisconsin really had a hard time dealing with him. Uh, and Dane Danger scored eight of his nine in the first half, and there was a period when he was really Illinois' only reliable offensive options. I, I have seen, though, a lot of teams look inept offensively when they play in Madison. Uh, Wisconsin has a, a knack for slowing the game down, getting opponents to run offense in slow motion. Uh, but if you defend and you rebound, you can win up there, and that's what Illinois did. They, their defense was very, very good, uh, especially I thought Coleman Hawkins inside was really good. He just denied and, and altered a lot of shots around the basket. And let's be honest, Wisconsin's not very good right now. Um, they usually have a, a couple of players who can 
do things, create shots. And, um, you know, this is why they've lost six of their last seven games. They're in trouble right now. I don't know if Greg Gard is in trouble the way that Paul Chris, their football coach, was in trouble uh, when Illinois beat them. But I'm sure there's a lot of hand-wringing up there in Madison right now. So an Illinois team that was 0-3 in the conference on January the 4th is now 6-4, and tied for third. Uh, they play Tuesday at home against Nebraska and then Saturday on the road at Iowa. And then next week, uh, they're home uh, for two games against Minnesota and Rutgers. So um, it's it's going to be tough to win up at Iowa on Saturday, but um, Illinois won more Big Ten road games than any team in the conference over the last four years. So they've they've had a knack for getting it done away from home, and they did that over the weekend at Wisconsin. All right, Mark, have a great day. We'll check in with you first thing tomorrow morning. Mark Topper and Topper on Sports. All right, Dr. Morris joins us uh, coming up on the other side of the break. A little later today, I I want your um, prediction about TikTok. There is an argument going on in Congress about banning the app altogether. Governor DeSantis in Florida is having conversations about banning it on state college campuses, which I feel like the governor in Florida has an ability to do things that Congress will never kind of come together and agree on. But what will that mean? I mean, will kids not go to a school because of that? It's not like there's not other universities to choose. That seems kind of counterintuitive. I understand the concern. Right? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts with this and what it means to to different uh, demographics of people here in the United States. And then I read a uh, a thing in the Wall Street Journal today about the Berman Amendments, which is like a decades-old measure uh, to protect free flow of content internationally, even with hostile nations, like that this may run into some sort of thing. But I feel like if any of this could happen, it would be like Florida pushing it through to like state schools the way they've done everything else. And then does that backfire on them? It's a real good question. Because I do feel like this thing is used and consumed so much by that age group that if that would be a decision-making kind of thing about where do you go to school. I'm sure. I mean, I mean let's just take athletes and, and their you know name, image, likeness stuff. If you take a platform away from them. Certainly, yeah. I mean, it has potentially financial ramifications, let alone enjoyment. Yeah, or just the way you live your life. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. I mean, it would be like going, okay, we're not going to let you have a TV set <laughs> to my generation. <laughs> right? You can't take the Sunday paper. Yeah, it would, It'd be like, okay, we're now all at Oral Roberts University. <laughs> wow. Okay. We'll take the break. Dr. Morris joins us, and then we'll get into that TikTok discussion in just a little bit. Stay tuned. Guys, this Valentine's Day, give her the next best thing to wearing nothing at all. Available exclusively at Pajamagram. Sexy, sultry, naturally nude pajamas feel just like her soft skin. Even more alluring than lingerie, the texture and touch of these pajamas is so seductive that you'll both love the feel of them. Leave nothing to the imagination with naturally nude pajamas. Go to pajamagram.com right now and save 25%. Pajamagram will even wrap the whole gift up for free. 
That's right, 25% off naturally nude pajamas and free gift packaging. Listen, if you missed out on this offer during Christmas, don't make the same mistake twice. But you need to order today because last year they sold out before Valentine's Day. Here's what you do. Go to pajamagram.com right now. That's pajamagram.com. Use code NUDE, N-U-D-E, and save 25% off your order of naturally nude pajamas. Order now. Hi, this is Amy from Gustafson and Associates. These days, changes to the tax laws happen fast and with little guidance. If you have questions about child tax credits, solar energy or electric vehicle credits, or taxation of your retirement benefits, you can trust the experts at Gustafson and Associates to answer your questions and prepare an accurate tax return. When you want to save time, money, and headaches, trust Gustafson and Associates to give you a hand. With our skill and knowledge of the latest tax laws, our experienced accountants will help you claim the deductions you are entitled to and make sure you get the biggest refund possible. Call 875-2500 and have the same person take care of your taxes every year. Someone you know and trust. Someone who is there to answer your questions all year long. Get the professionals who deliver personal service. Gustafson and Associates, 875-2500, located at 1525 East Hubbard Avenue Indicator on the corner of Woodford and Hubbard, directly across from Staley Credit Union. You're listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at NowDecatur.com. We're back here on a Monday. Yes, 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 it's winter. No one wants to start their uh, work week with, what's the feel-like temperature right now? That I don't know. It's it's actually 16 degrees right now, according to uh, my Apple Watch, but it could be... Wind chill value is bringing it down to two and seven degrees, somewhere in that range. Uh, feels like four. Oh yeah. Yeah. So right in there. <laughs> Single digits wow. are tough. Uh, they're, and, and it's not that they're physically tougher, but on a Monday morning, uh, for sure, right? You get up, it's dark. I need sunshine. I think it looks like we're going to have some sunshine the rest of this week. So I'm hoping, uh, but you, there is something to that. You, you know, that winter sort of like, you, you know, when you get into like January, February, you just want to get out of it. And man, there's nothing worse getting up on a Monday morning. You got wind. It feels like four degrees. You got little slick stuff on the ground. You got to drive in. Ugh. After this weekend where you're maybe out in t-shirt walking downtown, yeah. shop to shop, having a great time than this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So how about that? Uh, so anyway, but you gotta just fight through, uh, and we're getting there. We're, we're almost done with January. We get February's a short month. Get into March. You got to, you know, St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. That's sort of to me, Lindsay always says that's your window of like kind of making it through St. Yeah. Patrick's Day. I like to see the spring close out now. Uh, me too. Yeah. I'm trying to make it better though. I'm just trying to like, I'm, I'm spreading some false, you, you know, false <laughs> motivation here. Walk into the stores. They got the spring stuff out. Yeah. I, I, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because you only get like eight weeks and then Christmas stuff is out. So right. <laughs> I keep thinking it's There's coming. Shorter yes, and coming. shorter and shorter window yeah. all the time. Yeah. Uh oh. Oh, I was just, I thought maybe the, that was the mayor coming back for her glasses, but no. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's a Monday. That's a Monday move, leaving your glasses in the studios, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I hope she doesn't need them to drive. Uh, I'm sure she'll be good. Uh, Dr. Juanita Morris, uh, host of The Morris Code. You can hear Wednesdays uh, at 5. You've been interviewing the school board candidates, right? Yes. And uh, what, what are you learning just in general? Uh, 
Um, I each one is very, very unique. And I think what I've learned over the first three interviews is that we should be looking at the board differently than we are. I I have always looked at it as the individuals who are on the board and why they're running. And as I'm listening to the the ones that are have been on the show, we should be looking at that board in total composition um, and the strengths that the the board will need in order to do what we believe is important by our students. And that should drive our vote, not the individual. Okay, well, dive, dive down a little deeper in that to me. Like, I mean, you don't have to point anybody out yeah. or, or give any examples, but like, how do I do that, you, you know, as a consumer out yep. there? Clearly, you can listen to the podcast at Nauticator.com, and those will yeah. be ongoing. So those conversations are there for you to listen to. Yep. Uh, but how do I intentionally look at the board in a totality rather than as individuals? I think that um, I, I had to go back and look and see, okay, those that are coming off and those that are remaining on the board, and who would be an added value to either push the pendulum or or fight a little bit harder or is there a finance person or is there a person more engaged in the community like that board it needs more than just people who are running it needs a certain skill set okay and and i feel like for me that that is where the vote should be for the skill set that would add to to impacting our community and our our kids well you know that's insightful in that if you know uh nick serves on the United Way Board yeah. and the Arts Council Board. I, I just went on the Ronald McDonald Charity uh, House Board. Yep. And if you're in a private setting like that, you know, those board member decisions are intentional they that are. way. Absolutely. So, you, you know, I always feel sorry for the bankers, you know, because they always have to be the treasurer. <laughs> the treasurer, yeah. yes. But there's a reason for that because yes. that's the skill set they bring. Yep. And so when you look at a board that way, to have a really good functioning board, yes. you get people who have roles to play, yes. understand their role. Yep. And it's not about micromanaging no. the executive director. It's about uh, um, addition by addition, meaning, okay, this is the guy or the gal that we need who has the financial insight to know where we should invest this money. And I think they need some clarity. And I know this may may or may not be a good, a good thing to say, but I think that our board in particular, this education uh, piece needs some clarity about we 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 don't we have one employee yeah and we don't run the school system no this is, is but this is an age old debate not is. just with district 61 the city council other bodies where a person gets elected uh and they have and and and, and social media's only made this worse yeah. because you get these bubbles uh, of people that are telling you oh yeah keep that up keep that up when what you're doing really isn't your responsibility absolutely. in that elected office absolutely and you end up getting staff chasing their tails and yes. wasting a lot of time because they got seven people sending them yep. in seven different directions and then not much gets done not much gets done and we talk about accountability and we talk about accountability of the parents we talk about accountability of the teachers we talk about accountability of the administration. There is a certain level of accountability that the folks who are sitting in those board sheets should have, hold, and take seriously to impact the outcome. Right. And I'm pretty sure all this is on the internet somewhere. <laughs> I mean, job description, <laughs> role, duties, <laughs> you know, it's not secret. 
But but oftentimes, and, and and I think in politics, I'm glad people step up and run. I don't I mean do to, too. you know, I'm not yeah. being a, a wet rag on this. I but I do think often it becomes about your own personality and not about being part of the team and 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 moving forward as a group. It's definitely it has been in the past five or six years that I've been here about personality yeah. and about individuals. And I think that we're missing it because it should be more like those corporate boards or whether it's Ronald McDonald or yes. like I'm on DMH Foundation Board. Yeah, it, What's the added skill set and very, very yeah. intentional. But we as the consumers and the voters probably have to be a little more intentional about, OK, let me look at it in its totality. Yeah, it, it's um this has been a problem for a long time and it's not new. Yep. It may be, it may feel like it's more widespread than it used to be, but I can tell you in 1996, we could have had the same conversation. Yeah. And I agree. I think that you and I have talked about that before and that our job who are not on the board and not in the school system is to try to figure out how to support our how to kids. Help. And how to help. We've been having some of those conversations lately, so uh, yeah. more to come. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I feel like you can sit and complain about it, or you can roll up your sleeves and help. And, and help. And, you know, and sometimes that does get frustrating. I, I, I think that all too often, in my opinion, a lot of stuff that's been great in District 61 has been outside driven in, yeah. you know, rather than the other way around. Yeah. And, and so hopefully... This election, we'll see. Uh, but got to superintendents have to stick around, you, you know. And and the first thing I, I will tell you, whether it's a city manager, whether it's a, a superintendent, what, no matter what form of government, if you've got a board that micromanages at a level that y- yeah. you will run a superintendent or a city manager or whoever okay. out of town like that. I would ask that our that our community vote. I would, because we talked about the scores and everybody in our community was up in arms about the Wall Street Journal. I would ask that we engage in this process and vote, and I guarantee you that it would make a difference. Yeah. I, I really do. I believe that. Uh, municipal elections, I mean, I've said this from get-go, uh, way more important to your day-to-day life than anything the President of the United States will do. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I mean, I know people argue about Supreme Court justice and all, and I, I get it, but that's that's like theory and down the road. I mean, this is like whether your community is successful or not. Kids being able to read and do math, have career paths, uh, and and I feel like there's a lot of the community kind of pulling in in the same direction. Yeah. So there's reason to be, I think, optimistic. I agree. I agree. Just get the school board and and you know other folks to kind of buy into that notion as well would be a good thing. So who's on this week? Uh, Hannah Wolf is on this okay. week. So we have heard from Will Wet. So we've heard from Jacob Jenkins. We we have also heard from and interviewed Detrice Weathers. And so Hannah um, Wolf is on this. And week. so the, so far, all you've talked about are new new candidates, right? Yes. So have you you've talked to any of the existing board members? I have not. Yeah. No. But what I what I would love to do is after we get through the election is to bring on any and all of the board members. Cause I want to be clear about it. it's, it's that same old thing about when they're running for election, everybody goes to the church and, and kiss babies and shake hands and then we never see them again. And so what I've asked them is after the election, surely you will come back. Yeah. Because we also have some initiatives that we'll need your support and clarity and understanding on this is how we plan to support and impact our community. All right, stick tight. We've got to take a quick break. Here's Nick Smith with your News Channel 20 Storm Team forecast. Stay tuned. Today we've got a chance of some morning snow still. It'll be cloudy and then gradually become sunny. High of 20, wind chill values between 2 and 7. For tonight, partly cloudy with a low around 7. And wind chill values as low as negative 4. For Tuesday, sunny with a high near 22. 
Wind chill values down as low as negative 3, then Wednesday, mostly sunny and a high near 32. Current temperature in downtown Decatur, 16 degrees. Your WSOI time is 754. Milliken University is committed to making sure every student has access to a private education at an affordable cost. With this commitment, Milliken provides a personalized financial aid package to every admitted student. To receive your personalized award, just complete the free Milliken application for admission and file your FAFSA. Upon acceptance, Milliken's team will work one-on-one with you to provide a competitive financial aid package that is tailored to fit your needs. Submit your application to Milliken University today at milliken.edu slash apply. UC Bank, leading the way to your financial wellness. No matter where your financial journey begins, Pathways Banking Options at UC are designed with your goals in mind. UC Bank, building strong financial futures, one family, one street, one city at a time. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. American Lung Association, we're fighting for a day when we can all breathe easier. We're fighting for clear skies over every city and healthy lungs throughout the country. We're fighting to free millions of Americans from the addictive grip of tobacco and the devastating effects of lung disease. The American Lung Association isn't just fighting for air. We're fighting for all the things that make it worth breathing, and we can use your help. See what you can do at fightingforair.org. Now more than ever, it's imperative that our community stays informed with the latest news updates. Thanks to Hickory Point Bank, you can listen to the live regional information on WSOY via your phone, your tablet, computer, or on your Echo device. Hickory Point Bank reminds you to support your local businesses as much as possible during this time. Stay safe, stay informed, and keep up to date with WSOY's live stream anytime, anyplace. Brought to you by Hickory Point Bank. Invested. Member F. FDIC. You're listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at NowDecatur.com. Back here with Dr. Juanita Morris. You can hear The Morris Code Wednesdays uh, at 5. Uh, they're interviewing all the uh, school board candidates. Uh, what's going on right now with the Jerry Dawson Civic Leadership Institute? I know you guys uh, have a lot of stuff <laughs> in the works. Ooh, yeah. yeah. So we are um, um, we're in between, right? And so we are planning for summer, which is uh, – so, and I know – and I wanted to talk about this a little bit because our last conversation we talked kind of about workforce and those kinds of things. And – Yes, the, the healthcare pillar is amazing and doing amazing work, but we also have an unbelievable internship program. And that, it goes back to what we were talking about, about filling the workforce in our community. And I'll say that that internship program, I think I had a budget of about 20000 And last summer, we spent $43,000 putting our high school students to work in real positions in this community. And, um, just an unbelievable opportunity and our employers and community um, organizations have been super welcoming of our students. And so yes to healthcare, definitely in the summer, expanding to include phlebotomy um, for our students. 
um, internship program, eight weeks, June and July. Our students are paid, so they're starting to apply now. And then we have spring programming in the areas of leadership and all of those kinds of things. Partnering with Regional Office of Education, um, our students will have an intimate conversation with one of their guest speakers in the month of March. Uh, growing a young men's uh, group who will also be integral in our public safety initiative in our community. So it's 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 moving and it's it's moving beyond me and probably a little faster than me today. That's <laughs> uh, okay. That's okay. It's yeah. great stuff. Uh, it really is. Yeah. And, and uh, I and I. I just uh, think the world of you and applaud you for what you're doing. And, and uh, these internships are great. I, we had, you know, Dominique yes. uh, here helps with that. And she does. We, we had a great time with them, you know, last summer. Hopefully we will do that again this summer. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's fun to get that real world experience. experience. Yeah, it it's really unbelievable. Is. And I'm watching them shift. Jaden Elliott was at the city two yeah. years ago. He's at Richland in our college scholars program. So we're paying his tuition fees and books and he's working for the city. Yeah. So they're here. Yep. So that's good. So we're working. Moving the needle. Yeah. All right. Listen, have a great day. Be safe out there. And uh, we'll see you next week. And Wednesday at 5. The Morris Code. We're going to take a break for top of the hour stories and news. A lot to get to when we get back. Don't go anywhere. This is Brian Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini, on Decatur's home for Fighting Illini Athletics for over 75 years. WSOY Decatur, 1340 AM, 103.3 FM, and streaming at nowdecatur.com. This is RJ Crace with your stories now. Jobs increased over the year in all 14 Illinois metro areas in December, according to preliminary data from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics and the State Department of Labor Security. In Decatur, the not seasonally adjusted unemployment rate was 4.1% in December, a one percentage point decrease from December of 2021. It's estimated that there were a little over 2,300 people unemployed in the labor force this past December. If you're out on the highways and byways today, keep in mind there could be some lingering slick spots from the wintry mix that took place last night. Temperatures are not getting... You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.